Hello, and welcome to another podcast, uh, Sports Talk with Sebastian. Um, I'm just doing a monthly recap of January. January's closing out. At the time I'm recording this, it is January 25th. Um, so, the month about to be over. There's a lot that happened. Like, an atomic bomb was dropped on the Houston Astros and the Ra- I mean, the whole baseball. I mean... <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, football playoffs happened, um, college football playoff happened, uh, you know, a lot happened, um, some basketball news, um, don't talk basketball a lot on this podcast, but, um, there was something cool that happened the other day, so, I mean, we got the Zion debut, we got, um, NFL playoffs to recap, uh, Clemson LSU to recap, and um, that big Houston Astros situation, which I'll have a bigger um, podcast about later, only about the Astros. But for now, I'm just doing a recap. So, the NFL playoffs. I believe the last time I was on here, the Seahawks were out of the playoffs? I, I think so. I mean, I think they were in the playoffs, actually. Um, so, it's been a while. Uh, but they lost to the Packers, um, which, you know, it's whatever. The refs... Okay. Like... I, I watch a lot of football. I just didn't know that a first down was nine yards because um, I thought it was ten yards. But um, Jimmy Graham got nine yards on that play, and they gave him ten, which I, I don't I don't understand. Like, that was, like, clear as day. Like, it could not have been more clear. I'm not re-watching any of that game, but and, – and I was watching it on mute at the time – but I just wonder how the commentators... I mean, they were probably like, yeah, it's the fourth down. <laughs> it was basically... And then the, the Packers fans were like, oh, but, but look, look, the, the, the yellow line was like here. And, and, the, and, the, and the marker was here. So that's like a half yard difference. Like that, that's a... Fr- no, no, he, he got like eight and a half yards. And it, and it literally shows the angle that is like the camera's right on the marker and you can see he's like short yeah it's not as blatant he was a one and a half yard short oh wow now he's a half yard short but more of the story is he's still short okay um he's still very short i i'm, I'm a little over it but gosh it's like man um also the seahawks did just decided not to guard the packers one receiver packers have like one receiver that, that's it they have one they have one receiver they, throw. they just only throw t- and that was a known thing it wasn't like oh wow like you know dk metcalf when he had 160 yards in the wild card it was like okay like they, the eagles i don't really blame them because they, they put him in double coverage sometimes and like he's he's just a rookie like second or third round like he you know Devontae Adams is the only guy that Russell Wilson throws to I mean that um Aaron Rodgers throws to and that's the other thing Russell Wilson has Tyler Lockett like the, Tyler Lockett is the number one receiver it's not DK Metcalf DK just happened to have an incredible game but Devontae Adams is number one out of like one and and I mean like it, it was just a known thing I said it before the game I was like that he only throws to Devontae Adams so just double, du- triple Devontae Adams. And maybe the backup tight end gets a few catches. But, like, who cares? As long as you got Devontae Adams covered, you're fine. But they, like, didn't cover him the whole game, especially in that key third down. However, there was the Griffin brothers sack, which is really cool. Shaquille and Shaquem. If you didn't know, Shaquem is the only NFL player to not have two hands 
and he plays outside linebacker. And him and his brother played in middle school, high school, and then they purposely went to the same college, UCF, to play together. Um, and they went undefeated a few years there. And then they just happened to both get drafted by the Seahawks. Like, going to the same college is cool, but just, like, that's just sheer luck, going to the Seahawks. I mean, that's, like, a very slim chance that they both go to the Seahawks. Um, it's, like, 1 in 64. Um, so, but, yeah, they both went to the Seahawks, and now they're playing together. Shaquem, I've been saying it all season. First of all, they need to give him more playing time. And second of all, they need to use him in pass rush. Like, yeah, he's not great in coverage. He has one hand. But, like, and he's still, like, not bad. He's just, like, that's not his strength. His strength is pass rushing. And, boy, is he good at pass rushing. And they should use him more in pass rushing. I mean, you saw he he and his brother both got a sack on Rodgers at the same time. That was so cool. Um, unfortunately, they didn't win. But, you know, so that happened. And then the, Viking, the Vikings lost to the Niners. Then um, Ravens lost, so that was that was really good. I was happy about that. Um, and then uh, and then the Chiefs beat the Texans. Man, that game didn't get enough publicity. The fa- I understand it was the Super Bowl, but like the Falcons blew a twenty-five point lead, and it was just like everywhere. Like, it was like, oh my gosh. Like, I still hear about it today. Like, I can't even imagine being a Falcons fan. Because, like, you still hear it today. Like, Falcons blew 23, you know, like 23. It's just, like, iconic. But, like, the, the Texans blew a 24-point lead. Like, that's one point less. But it, it got, like, publicity for a week. And then it was like, no one cares now. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> like, uh, wow. I mean, that was a huge comeback. And, like, no one really cared. I mean, I was like, okay. Um, I, I mean, 24 nothing, And also, there's a difference between 24 nothing and 28-3 because 24 nothing means you can't score. And the Chiefs looked bad. They were dropping passes, muffing punts. It looked bad. It looked like a game that you'd see from, like, a road team. And they were at home, so it was like, oof. That did not look good. Um, and then, so, the NFC Championships, that was so easy to, like, the Niners-Packers was the easiest thing ever to predict. I I don't think I've had an easier pick all year. Like, like Patriots Bengals was easier to pick. Like, seriously, I mean, uh, um, was harder to pick. Like, seriously, this game was easy. I, I, there's no doubt. People, this is the national media though, because ESPN will do anything to avoid talking about baseball. Um, like there, the, like there is no way that the Packers were gonna win. There is just no way. There was no way. It's just impossible. The Packers are maybe the worst 13-3 team ever. And yeah, they beat the Seahawks. Like, great job. You beat the Seahawks at home because you got a nine-yard first down and threw to one receiver the whole game. Like, it was this. It was so clear and obvious that the Niners were going to win. It was just like, there was just no way that the Niners would lose. And he, and the other thing that I just like, gosh, it just, you know, I'm because I'm not going to give the Niners too much credit because the other thing that annoys me is that like people after the Niners game were like, oh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, like the Patriots must regret losing him. Like, oh my gosh, Jimmy Garoppolo is just like, wow, look at him. He led his team all the way to zero. He might go down as one of the best, co-. like, okay. Okay, like, pump the brakes a little bit. 
after he threw an interception in the divisional round against the Vikings, he threw a total of eight passes in that game. You want to know how many passes he threw? All game against the uh, Green Bay Packers. This is the game that, like, oh, he, he, you know, like, how people say with the Yankees, he earned his pinstripes. Like, oh, he earned his, like, I don't know, colors or whatever. Like, this is the people who said, like, oh, this was his game, NFC Championship, what a performance. This was at home, okay, at home, in, like, good weather. He threw eight passes. Let that sink in for it. He threw eight passes. So, I, I, I just, I'm just saying... You score, how many points did they score? Like 34 or something? Like, all I'm saying is, like, they, uh, they, like, the, the Niners just stopped playing after a while. And then the Packers started creeping into it. Packers fans were like, no, look, I mean, we were close. Like, no, the, the, the 49ers were already in the Super Bowl at that point. Okay. So, like, stop trying to act like, oh, like, we were, like, close. Like, yeah, I mean, y- you were done. <laughs> you, you were done. Um, and then, so yeah, the Niners are in the Super Bowl. Chiefs beat the Titans. That was a good game. See, see the Niners-Packers game, I hated it. I thought it was a boring, horrible game. I thought it was just, like, annoying. Like, I don't like either team or fan base. The Titans, I mean, the Titans-Chiefs was actually a really good game. I respect both teams a lot. I was rooting for the Titans, but, you know, well, I mean, they played their hearts out. No one really got screwed. The only play that I thought was like questionable was the one that they called holding on the titan it was that big like 60 yard touchdown they called holding on on the titans and it was like a clear push off by the receiver and it was a huge touchdown i mean if they get that penalty called who knows where that game would have gone um it was pretty exciting i liked the game a lot i I didn't watch the first half i only watched the second half admittedly but i still really enjoyed the game um so, and then the Super Bowl, that's going to be for February. So, in a month when I do this podcast again for February, um, I'll be talking about that. I did, I mean, I'm not that interested in the Super Bowl, but if you were wondering, I am rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so, that, that's about it for NFL. For college football, we got a few random, like, teams playing but the main college football game in January was Clemson LSU and I was I I thought Clemson was going to win this game um if you look at the past matchups between number one offenses and number one defenses in college football or even in just football like if you had the NFL it's almost it's in in college football the last 10 times this was before January the last 10 times a number one offense played a number one defense, okay, so in any, like, regular season or the playoff or bowl, bowl season, doesn't matter, any any game, the team with the number one defense, this is why they say defense always wins championships, the, num- the team with the number one defense is 9-1. and one. So, the, I expected Clemson to win. I thought their defense was really good. Yeah, I loved, I, I don't love Joe Burrow, but I, I respect him. I think he's really good. Um, and I thought that he was going to, um, I mean, I thought he was going to do well, but like, you know, I didn't think he was going to win. I thought the Clemson defense was really good because the Clemson offense is great and the Clemson defense is number one. Meanwhile, the LSU offense is incredible, number one. 
but the LSU defense is not that great. So that's why I thought Clemson just had the edge. But they didn't win. It was close for a while, and then it just kind of, like, broke apart. I mean, it was a not as not as like much as a, of a massacre, but honestly, it was a little bit like last year's national championship where it started really close. This is what a lot of people forget: is the national championship last year started like really close, and then it just like then Clemson ended up winning by a ton. It wasn't that much of a blowout, but it was a little bit like where it started really close. I think even Clemson led like 17-7, but then it just kind of deteriorated. Um, so yeah. And, oh, by the way, if you were wondering my Super Bowl pick, I'm picking the Chiefs. Okay, reason why I'm turning back into NFL really quick. This is the last football talk, and I'll go into baseball. Um, like, if you're wondering why, it's because, first of all, quarterbacks, Mahomes, it's, it, I honestly feel like I'm disrespecting Mahomes by even comparing them because Garoppolo may be the most overrated quarterback, like, ever. Um, but, um, yeah, for sure... Garoppolo does not even come close to Mahomes, so Mahomes is number one. And then running back, I mean, the whole offense is just better um, than the Niners, and that's, like, their big thing. Defense, yeah, I'll give the edge to the Niners. But, I mean, the Niner, the, um, the Chiefs came back from, like, 24 nothing, and then 17-7, 10 nothing last week. I mean, I, I just feel like like they. Ca- I, I don't think the Chiefs are ever out of a game. And that's a big trait. The Niners, with the way their offense is, all the Chiefs have to do, this is all they have to do to win, is just get out to a big lead and bam. It's just, it's done. The, the Niners will never be able to come back from that. Ever. And like, and it doesn't even have to be that big. Just like get out to a 10 nothing lead. 10 nothing, 13 nothing, 17 nothing. I mean, the Niners simply cannot play from behind. The Chiefs get a lead, it's over. (laughs) It's over. I just, that's the way the teams are built. Now, if the Niners get a 17-0, 10-0, 13-0 lead, I do not think it's over. Then I think the Chiefs, their offense is too explosive, and they're a team that's just built to come back in games. And so, yeah, I, I definitely strongly believe that... Um, that the that the Chiefs will win because for the sole reason that I think that the Chiefs that's what I said last week before the Niners game I said the only way the Packers can win is if they get out to a lead early which is the same thing I'm saying about the Chiefs however in that game the Packers offense is not explosive I mean I mean come on I mean they have one receiver an average running back and a below-average, deteriorating quarterback. I, I mean, like, that's completely different. That's, like, the opposite of the Chiefs' offense. It's, like, the opposite. So, I mean, I, I was about to say as long as the Chiefs don't put up, like, a first half like they did against the Texans. Or a first quarter, my bad. Like they did against the Texans. Oh, oh like, if they don't do that, they'll for sure win. But even if they do that, like, look how they came back against the Texans. Like, I mean, they're just a team built to come back. I really... I can see them losing, but I would definitely pick the Chiefs, um, and I believe that they are favored by one. So, um, so yeah, that's it for football. And then baseball, wow. I mean, talk about, you know, laying down the hammer on the Houston Astros. I mean, 
that was huge. Um, and I think it was completely deserved and more. I mean, Pete Rose bets on his own team to win, and he gets a lifetime ban. Astros get a slap on the wrist. I mean, come on. I mean, like, I mean, I think it was, I mean, first of all, first of all, I saw $5 million, which is, I hate to say it's nothing, but, like, compared to, I mean, look at uh, Jim Crane, the owner's, like, bank account, and then, oh, say, take out $5 million. He would not notice. Someone could steal $5 million from him. He would not notice. I mean, twice that he wouldn't notice. $5 million to the Houston Astros organization means nothing. Um, and then I saw that was the max you can find a team. Like, what? Like, what? How is that the max? How, like, how is that the max? That makes no sense. So, fine. They find the max. For, I'm not blaming the fine. I'm blaming the, the rule that that's the max because that's ridiculous. Um, okay, so that's the first thing. Then they took out 2021 and 2020 first and second round draft picks. I like that. That's good. That's good. It's not the death penalty, but it is good. I, I think that that's good. I honestly think that they could have gone even deeper with that. I that, That's going to hurt the Astros. I think that hurts the Astros more than people realize because it's not right away. It's not something that's like, oh, right now, like this season, everything's going to change. But it is going to hurt them. I mean, it really is. I, I feel like so many people don't realize how big draft picks are. I mean, like... If if the Yankees did this and they got their 2013 draft pick taken away, they would have never had Aaron Judge. I mean, like stuff like that. Like and yeah, and tw- and then he didn't come in the league till late 2016. So it doesn't like it doesn't happen right away, but it it does happen. Um, and so that will affect the Astros. Um, and so I'm happy with that. Good job, Major League Baseball. Then the third thing is suspending A.J. Hinch and basically firing him. Like, there was not a big chance that he was going to stay in the league. Um, So suspending A.J. Hinch and Jeff Lunau, the general manager. Oh, by the way, if you didn't know, A.J. Hinch is the Astros manager. Um, So suspending them both for one year. And then they both got fired, like, very, very soon afterwards. Um, it wasn't too long afterwards that that happened. And then the next day, Alex Coro, this one, this one shocked me. Like, I, I was not expecting this. I was just like, whoa, <laughs> wow. Because I thought the Red Sox would let, let this blow over. You know, it's it left a scar on the Astros organization. But the Red Sox, like, Alex Cora would have gotten some booze. And, like, he would have gone, like, a little bit. But, like, I feel like it would have blown over. And so I didn't, I did not, I thought the Red Sox were just going to be like, oh, like, they were in in interviews, they'd be like, so what do you think about this? And they'd be like, oh, like, you know, like, uh, Alex Cord probably sent out an apology. I, I I mean, I I could see it, but I just definitely didn't think it was going to happen. And then the bomb dropped later that night. Bam, Alex Cora, Red Sox manager, gone, still Unemployed. This was about two weeks ago. He's still unemployed, which kind of surprises. Well, I mean, does it? Uh, it's kind of like with a player, it's different. I think if it were a player that got, you know, like cut or something, he would have already been on another team. But managerial is like such a big commitment, and there's not a lot of teams needing a manager. 
So, obviously the Mets and Astros would never hire him because that's just like doing what they just undid. Um, but, um, but yeah, so Cora got out and that was like, wow, like that affected the Red Sox, like not something I would have thought. And then the next day or two days, I, I forgot, but then Carlos Beltran was out and I was like, wow, like that was nuts. He didn't even get to manage a game. He did not get to write one lineup card. I don't even know how many moves he did wall manager like he had no effect on the organization and he was supposed to be like some nice guy that everyone was like oh you know we like carlos beltran and stuff but he was the guy if you don't know in the november 15th report that came out about the houston astros by the athletic ken rosenthal it said that a uniformed astro player early in the season around the date of may 19th and a uniformed astro coach banded together to create this trash can banging system of hitting the trash can and you know stealing the signs um and that player looks to be carlos beltran so and he admitted everything he all the other players and you know i respect him for that a lot of people are like oh what you know this is what i hate about the baseball community and honestly the baseball community i feel like sometimes holds back like uh the, the the sport um, because people were, like, telling Mike Fires, who was the whistleblower about it, like, oh, you know, like, that's so, you know, stupid, like, you shouldn't do that, like, you're a traitor, and, like, you know, back in my day, like, how about, like, the Astros just didn't cheat, like, and I love how Houston Astros fans shifted from being, like, oh, well, Mike Fires has a reason to hate the Astros, so he he's probably just lying, to, like, oh, well, you know what? We may have cheated, but we still won anyway. Like it's just like, like they really, they really shifted. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous. And people got mad at Carlos Beltran for like admitting everything. It's just like seriously, I have respect for that. If you do, you know what I lose respect for you is when uh, people like Alex Bregman just go up, like basically, like you know like sweating all around i mean he's just like comes up like a nervous wreck and he just repeats the same few words over and over again which yes people have said like oh he 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 was probably told to say that but altuve didn't altuve came up and by the way i still don't respect what altuve said because if you watch both interviews which i did from bregman and altuve afterwards they both had a total of zero like um they did not admit anything and they both did not um apologize for anything i mean seriously like you don't even apologize just like just like on behalf of organization like i apologize like you know i'm a lot like i was younger back then and you know i'm a lot wiser now and i like i really do apologize for that um like like all you have to say is i'm sorry or at least like admit to he was just like Oh, the MLB said that we cheated, so, you know, whatever. It was just, like, ridiculous. Um, and and the other thing that I thought was funny about that was... The, so, another thing that sparked was the whole, like, oh, the Astros were not only doing that in 2017, but in 2018 and 2019, they used electronic buzzers to, like, buzz once for, like, a fastball, buzz twice for, like, a slider or something like that. And... 
Um, and so they were using that system. This, this is allegations. Um, and people even think they used it in the 2019 ALCS. So then in the interviews they were obviously like no we didn't use buzzers because like what is he gonna what one one guy is gonna be like oh yeah we did like obviously they were like no we didn't use buzzers and they were both like oh it's ridiculous oh it's ridiculous and then like houston like media outlets and like even national media outlets were like bregman and altuve confirmed that the astros did not use buzzers i'm like confirm these are the same guys that just lied to us about saying that the trash can banging thing wasn't a, wasn't real. So they, they were just saying that. They were just saying that the Astros weren't stealing signs and that it was ridiculous and, like, that never happened. That never happened. And now, like, less than, like, a week later, they're like, oh, the Astros confirmed this. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Like, like they're, like, making fun of, like, media. Like, how, we're supposed to trust you now? Like, we're, we're supposed to trust you. Like, that we're supposed to trust you. Like, after everything, you just... Like, oh, like, two months ago in October... Like, three months ago in October, the the same team, uh, AJ Hinge, was like, oh, that's laughable. I can't... I mean, like, do you really think we're stealing signs? Like, if we knew that would set teams off, we would have been practicing in the spring training. Like, how about they focus on themselves? Jealousy isn't a good look. I mean... Seriously, like focus on your own team. It's like, no, like then then a month later he gets fired. So like I hope you enjoyed that firing, AJ. I I hope you enjoyed that one that few months of grace where you were like, oh, you lost the World Series, but you didn't cheat. Oh, now you lost the World Series and you did cheat. So congratulations, AJ Hinge. Um, that was laughable. Uh, I mean, no, I'm ranting a little bit too long about the Astros here, but they're just such an unlikable organization um and then there were a few other rumors that came out but I don't really want to bring them to light because I don't know if they were like uh, they don't like have that much like like evidence for them so until they get a lot of evidence like I don't really want to talk about them um but yeah and so um and so that's basically what happened I'm also in some basketball news Penn State uh, shocked Ohio State the other day, which is pretty interesting. Ohio State, get this, a few weeks ago was in college basketball was ranked number two in the nation, okay? Today, and honestly, like as of a week ago, they are unranked. That is nuts. They were like 12 and two, now they're like 12 and eight. That is insane. I, I No, they were like, actually, they were like 13 and... Wait, hold on. I think they were like 12 and 1 or 11 and 1. They were really good. They were destroying teams. They beat North Carolina. They destroyed Penn State. I mean, they were just like running teams over. And now they're unranked and they're ranked lower than Penn State. That's ridiculous. Um, so that was kind of a big collapse from Ohio State. And then. Um, in the NBA, I don't watch a ton of NBA, but the Zion Williamson debut happened against the Spurs. And let me just say something real quick. All right. If you only looked at the headlines and, like, just read the news about the game, you would for sure think that Zion had the greatest game, like, in the history. Like, he had more points than Wilt Chamberlain. He had, had like, 100-something points, and the, the Pelicans, like, won in a blowout. 
But then you look at the score, and it's like he scored 22 points, and he like score, and the Pelicans lost uh, at home. Like, what? Why? No one talked about the Spurs. No one gave credit to the Spurs. Like, and and it's clear that national media outlets want Zion wanted Zion to win. It was like if you look at like social media and like headlines, it's like they're almost like it, it sounds like I'm reading from like a New Orleans site. Like they're like they sounded like they were like sad. It was ridiculous. Um, but I mean the Spurs. That's that's the reason. Um, one of the reasons I like the Spurs. I mean I live in San Antonio, so like obviously I like the Spurs. But like one of the reasons I really like the Spurs is that. You know, their team were like, they're completely team based. They're not based on one player who ball hogs every time. <laughs> Houston Rockets. <laughs> but, um, I mean, seriously. I mean, like, Zion Williamson. Like, I mean, he, he's good. Like, okay. But, like, he, people are just going nuts, like, chanting MVP. Like, give me a break. And then they were, like, blaming the coach for taking him out. When the medical staff was clearly, like, begging the coach to take him out. And trust the medical staff. Don't get an argument because you want Zion to get a few more points. Like, no. Take him out because he can barely, like, he's being retaught how to run. And he was out for, quote-unquote, six to eight weeks. Cough, cough, three months. Like, I mean, take him out. Is this first game in the, it's not, I was about to say first game back. This is his first game ever. Um, so, yeah, but, anyway, that's basically the monthly recap, um, crazy big month for baseball, um, I mean, you had national media outlets talking about baseball in January, that's insane, I would not, I would have not expected that, um, and so February should be a good month, I mean, by the time I do this recap, this is insane, I'm thinking about this right now, this is nuts. By the time I do this monthly recap at the end of February, the Super Bowl is going to be over. March Madness is going to be, like, just about upon us. There's going to be uh, first um, div- uh, conference championships, which is going to be exciting. Actually, fun fact, my first ever podcast was on predictions for the conference championships last year. So that's going to be fun. Um, so that's going to be about to come up. And then spring training will already have started. Pitchers and catchers are reporting in about 15. Wait, it's like it's like 20 days. I think it's 20 days. I think it's 20 days from the day I'm recording this. So by the time like the next month ends, uh, or is about to be ending, spring training will be like in like it's gonna be happening. So that's gonna be really uh, good because I'm excited. Um, and like I said, the Super Bowl will be over with, and it should be a really good month. February, it's not the best month for, um, sports if you're not a basketball fan, but it's like that month where you're, like, getting excited for, like, the big sports because March is where it gets really fun. Baseball season starts, March Madness, conference championships, so, yeah, it should be good, but, um, yeah, and I mean, obviously, I'll do more podcasts, like, uh, within the month, um, but I'm just trying to, like, monthly recap. This is my first ever, like, monthly recap. I've done, like, a weekly recap before during the baseball season, which I am planning on doing during the summer, um, doing, like, weekly baseball recaps, um, but for now, I'm just gonna be, uh, do these monthlies and then, like, talk about you know, whatever I want, like, whether it's, like, the Astros, like, and what, if something more transpires there, 
or if it's about, like, um, you know, like, the Seahawks making a big move, or the Yankees, like, you know, doing this stuff, or any team, any team in general that, like, makes a big move, then I will, um, report on it, so, yeah, thank you so much for listening, and I will, um, see you next time. Thank you.